0: Hi everyone, Mitch and Chris, and it is Thursday, August uh or September first, two thousand twenty two, here with your live show. We're live seven days a week, three hundred and sixty five days a year. Of course, week one of the college football season starts today. We have Major League Baseball action as well. And uh Chris, how are you doing today?
1: Oh, uh, I'm excited. And finally, football, <clears throat> like I don't want to say week zero was not real college football, but now the schedule finally kicks in and you know, we've got some solid matchups tonight. And yes, a quality over quantity uh, MLB card tonight. So some great action on the board. I'm excited for it.
0: Yeah. You know, Saturday is really, you know, a much better card than today or tomorrow. Yeah. I mean, you know, a lot of the games, the way that I look at it are the Thursday and Friday games. A lot of the times these games, I wouldn't, we wouldn't be betting. You know, and some of them we wouldn't even really be covering as as deeply. We'd cover them you know at the website, but probably not on the show as much or um, even in videos if they weren't um, the only games in town, you know which you know gives some of these other schools a chance to do it. I already went through next week's videos I cut them down a little bit as to what we'll be covering it's just you know way, way too much, but you know the thing that we always have to remember in football season is number one, new handicapping. Sites show up everywhere and um, you really got to, before you start sending these guys your money, you really got to make sure they're going to be around tomorrow. And, you know, anyone could say anything um, without, you know, and not have documented picks. Make sure they have documented picks. You know, that they've been documenting them for some time. Um, you send money to someone on Twitter and you get ripped off. Well, I mean, what do you expect? you know, you send it to some cartoon character, you send money to some offshore sports book and you don't get paid. What do you expect? What are you going to do? Go to Costa Rica and collect. Um, You know, it's not like dealing with a a reputable sports book company. Like I, I used to work, you know, I, I advertised back in the day for some offshore sports book and I would get emails from, from people saying that they didn't get paid. And, you know, certain times I wouldn't get paid. So, you know, we stopped advertising for them for many, many years while all the other sites were doing it. You know, covers and docs and everybody was still advertising for those offshore sports books. We just refused to do it because we weren't going to do it. And so like, you know, like BetUS, they they screwed me out of tens of thousands of dollars if they didn't pay me. Now they're back. They have a different ownership or something. I don't care. You know, they write me every day. Oh, come, you know, come, no, <laughs> you know, absolutely not. It's like you know you didn't pay me you took our mo- you know you took my money and everybody else's and and you know I don't care if you are new owners you knew that you know you knew that everybody knew it but um anyways um beware you know just be careful out there it, it, there's a lot of a lot of scammers a lot of scammers and um you know, at the beginning of football season, everybody's an expert, right? And then, you know, a week or two in, all of a sudden, they stop producing videos and stop doing all that stuff. And, you know, it's uh, – we, we've seen it a million times, you know, over and over and over again. Kind of, I get sick of it, you know, and it's like, to me, it's just the the bad part of the, the injury, the uh, industry. But anyways – Anything else you want to say about that, Chris?
1: Yeah, nothing. Nothing worse than handing over your picture, or sorry, handing over your money to the uh, to the egg avatar on Twitter. I mean, that's people disappear quicker than you can snap a finger. And
0: I get emails. Hmm. You'd be surprised how many emails I get every single year from people that were ripped off by somebody in this industry. Bail me out. Help me out. Whatever. It's like, so you want me to help you for free? But you but some clown emoji you would send a thousand dollars to. Yeah. It's like I mean we try and help everyone, we do a ton for free, but it's like if you're gonna send your money to a clown emoji, you get what you get. You know, you get what you get. But um, you know, we certainly don't get all of our picks right. We don't never claim to, um, you know, but our record is transparent and we've been around for a long time. And uh, I think that counts for something. So one guy got three picks right. Congratulations. Finally got finally got some right. Now everyone wants to know his picks for today. So, like, see, this is the problem, right? This is the problem. One person gets a couple of picks right. I mean, I gave out the angels on the drive-thru. No one's saying shit to me, right? Anyways, uh, <laughs> you know, it's like plus 190 winner, you know. I cashed out on the cards money line. I mean, minus 240 is what you paid on that. I, I had one bet that paid probably more than a parlay involving that pick. Uh, it's, I, didn't uh, the,
1: I didn't see the final yesterday. Did you get the reverse run line on the Angels?
0: No, I didn't. It was uh, um, just one run. Yeah, just one run. Just one run. We got it. Was, I got plus 190 on that, though. Still. I'll take it. Yeah. We graciously accept. <laughs> we did not return the money. But, uh, anyways, we've got college football today. And of course, um, you know, six main games, a lot of minor games out there. So before we get started on the main games, Chris, do you see anything of these um, smaller, um, you know, FCS versus FBS uh, matchups that, you know, we're not going to really probably go into detail about unless, um, you know, you, you see something here that you like?
1: The only one that that really kind of stood out for me that could end up actually being an outright upset, I think, is Bryant against FIU. FIU, a one-win team from last year, one of the worst in terms of turnover margin. Against a Bryant team that, yeah, they were they, I think they hovered around 500 last year, but they were one of the best teams in the FCS in terms of turnover margin. And I think if you can force turnovers here, you know, Gunnar Holmberg, yeah, he was a quote-unquote big get at quarterback for FIU, but this is still a guy that that uh, played at Duke and still had seven touchdowns to just ten to ten interceptions. I know, uh, you know, David Cutcliffe, you know, one of our one of our favorites on this show, but. I, I I still think that Brian has a shot to win this one outright. It's certainly cover the nine and a half points. I don't think FIU should be favored by more than a field bowl.
0: FIU generally will get a lot of the talent that slipped through the cracks and, um, you know, you know, they slip, they slip through the cracks and, um, you know, it's tough to it's tough to go against them at this point, but these big point spreads and these FCS schools we saw last week almost all the FCS schools covered against the FBS, so certainly not surprising there. Let's see what else we have on the card that um, would show up as far as these uh, FCS versus FBS. To be honest, I haven't dug too deeply into them. Week one is just hard enough as it is to just get a grip on um, the regular games that are out there. So I've been more concentrating on those, but I, you know, of course, would look at these. You know, UCF, some change over there again, but 39.5-point um, favorites over Sacktown, um, Akron, St. Francis, Pennsylvania, gone from 14 to 18 on this line. On um, that Florida International line, I see it at 10 at some spots as well. Um, Toledo playing Long Island, 47 points in that one. That is... Um, Seven touchdowns um, is what that is. Um, Arizona State, Northern Arizona. I think you can, Northern Arizona could put up a fight in that one. Uh, generally, they play them pretty tough. Portland State. They always have that wide open offense playing against San Jose State. Definitely the over there, fifty three and a half. I like the over in that one. Definitely a few of these Mississippi Valley against Tarleton. All hell break breaking <laughs> news.
1: B- BMI and Wake Forest are on there as well. I think Wake Forest, even without Sam Harpin, probably shows up. BMI doesn't handle these FBS games fairly well.
0: And for those degenerates out there, Lamar <laughs> taking on Abilene Christian.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Isn't Central Arkansas playing too? Oh, God. Central Arkansas, Missouri <laughs> State. Central Arkansas it opened at 8. I see 11 and a halves out there and 10 and a halves. Central Arkansas so bad. So bad. <laughs> They are just absolutely hideous. Um, but um, let's get into the main games here of what we have. There's six games, so we have we can actually go over these. Chris and I are going to do a college football show, um, go over some of these other games maybe this afternoon. We'll have to figure it out, see if he's around. Maybe we'll find a time that's good and just go over the card. I went over, if you watched the drive yesterday, I went over a bunch of these games with Tony T. We'll kind of just go in order here then, Chris, with these with yeah. these uh, bigger games. We head to Pittsburgh, uh, to the Allegheny, where uh, the backyard brawl starts things off. This is a lot of times the type of game that you see the last game of the season. But Pitt now plays like Miami that last game of the season um, almost every single year. But here they are, Pitt versus West Virginia. Pitt, losing Pickett at quarterback, bring on Keaton Slovis, and then, you know, for West Virginia, returning a lot of players here, too, and uh, bringing in Daniels as QB. Of course, these QBs always tied together because they were part of that Clay Helton um, QB recruiting class when they were, what, seven deep at QB, and not one of them could play a lick. Um, You know, the thing is, and, you know, certainly cost him his job, you know, speaking of USC and the tie here, and I know this is, you know, I digress, but the thing is, is that You know, Lincoln Riley is like a lot of people talking USC to win the national championship. Is all of a sudden this guy can coach defense? Is that, I mean, where did this come from? Because at Oklahoma, he had probably a better team than what he has here and better athletes. And he was there a while. I mean, and his defense was a sieve. You know, I mean, he gave up 50, 60 points a game to the good teams. I mean, Kansas State, they basically own them, right? I mean, they own Lincoln Riley. They have him, you know. Basically, he's there. uh, You know, he mows the lawn there in the off season. But, anyways, back to this one. Pit against West Virginia, Chris. How bad is Keaton Slovis?
1: You know what? I heard some of the craziest things. Some people were saying that Slovis could be better than Kenny Pickett. I no, he stinks. Almost, he stinks. I, all right. Make,
0: make no mistake about this. If you're watching the show and you heard about the Slovis transfer and all this other stuff, the pit and, you know, from USC and they were excited to get him and everything, make no mistake about it. He stinks. I mean, Keaton Slovis is terrible. Terrible. I mean, he stinks, stinks. Go ahead,
1: Chris. (laughs) (laughs) um, I do like the value of West Virginia and the points here. I know there is some turnover between both teams. And JT Daniels, you know, we talked about he he was basically forced out of Georgia, not because he couldn't play, but because he was riddled with injuries. Is it unfair uh, to
0: call Slovis a turnover machine?
1: I mean, what do you have? I think he had 17 interceptions, even though he threw 30 in his uh, touchdowns in his freshman year, didn't he? I think that's what. Well, he was.
0: had one. He had a couple of good games. Yeah. Three years ago. Yeah.
1: <laughs> but I think JT Daniels, like as I said, he was capable of leading Georgia. It's just that Stetson Bennett played better in his absence, and that's kind of why he was forced out. And now he plays. Now he's going to West Virginia. And getting a touchdown plus a hook against a pit defense that was susceptible to giving up big plays last season, I think this is I think this is a four four to seven point game. Especially if you're getting the hook, I would take West Virginia in the points.
0: You know, sometimes you see these rivalry games like this, and um, you know, a lot of times you know they, they get ugly and stuff like that. But I just don't see it. You know, I think when when your top wide receiver figures that Keaton Slovis is coming to your team. So he's going to get as far away as possibly can. A matter of fact, he's going to go to the school that he transferred from just to make sure that he doesn't have to play with this guy under any circumstances whatsoever. I mean, Slovis is terrible, terrible. It's like they're acting like it's, it's, this is kind of like when the bears drafted Mitch Trubisky, right? It's kind of like all of a sudden he's good. It's like, no, he's not good. And Pitt, I think, is going to be in some trouble here um, in this game. I think I personally, um, I don't have a premium on this game, but I'm betting West Virginia on the money line. Um, I just think that's where all the value is here. I think they're better on both sides of the ball. Maybe I'm wrong. I mean, we know that Pitt has had some good players, some NFL quality players in recent years. James Conner, Pickett, of course, you know, looks great in Pittsburgh. Um, I was wrong about him, but... That doesn't make Slovis any better than we've seen. I mean, do you think he has better talent pool to work with here in Pitt than he did at USC? Uh, I don't I mean, think so. USC, I mean, look at the wide receivers in the NFL that went to USC. He do you think he's Pittman. got anyone better than Pittman? Yeah, you had Pittman, didn't he have St. Yeah. Brown there as well? Yeah, I mean, he's, he had everybody. He had everybody. I mean, it's Keaton Slovis... People, it's 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 Slovis. I've seen Slovis. I've known Slovis. Trust me, you want to get the hell hell off. Uh, I don't know. I'm on West Virginia money line. I think if 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 you must, um, points could be it, but I just don't see it. Speaking of, I don't see it. Twenty one and a half points in Stillwater, Oklahoma, as. The number 11 Oklahoma State Cowboys take on Central Mish. Central Mish, um, McIlwain has coached in big games against big teams. As a matter of fact, he got Central Mish to a bowl game last year. They won their bowl game. They beat a FBS power conference team. They beat Washington State um, in their bowl game. And um, Oklahoma State has a four-year starter quarterback who's been four years of living hell. Um, I don't understand this once again. Um, I mean, Sanders is super athletic, right? I mean, he's super athletic at Oklahoma State. We know that. He can make plays. But this guy, number one, frail as a a number two pencil. And, you know, I mean, this guy also makes some questionable decisions. But, you know, he is a tremendous athlete. He is a four-year starter. He hasn't, you know. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. <laughs> I don't know, Chris. Tell me. tell me. Tell me if you're laying two, three touchdowns plus the hook um, <laughs> here with uh, the Cowboys.
1: No, I'm on Central Mish. Uh, I, I I like the value of the points that like you said, Jim McElwain. He's turned the Chippewas into a solid Mac team. I think he's fifteen and seven in conference place and taken over. I think he's twenty and thirteen overall, two shares of the Mac title, two bowl games. So he's he's turned this Chippewas team around. They have a solid quarterback, Daniel Richardson, who was seven and two in the game this uh, central mish was in the games that he started last season. The best running back in the country, in my opinion, and Lou Nichols rushed for almost twenty-two hundred yards, eighteen touchdowns. And the thing about Spencer, Sanders they return like, everybody. Yeah, everybody. And the thing about the thing about no, and not teams. like, a,
0: and we're not talking about like you know who was who is it? They return like nine starters. Like Louisiana Tech returns like nine starters on defense, but they were like one hundred nineteenth in defense or
1: something. You know, it's like yeah. is that
0: good or bad? You know, but th- but this is what's like you are know, like Nichols is a good player, and the quarterback's yeah. not bad.
1: Yeah. And the thing about Spencer Spencer Sanders, like you mentioned, he's prone to turnovers. You look at three years for Oklahoma State, 31 interceptions, 50 touchdowns, 31 picks, and uh, you know he's consistently thrown for around 62%. But like I said, you want to cut down on those those turnovers. The problem for me is the Oklahoma State defense is in a bit of a rebuild, and they're going to retool, but uh, you lose eight starters, I think, from that side of the ball. A lot of it was NFL-caliber talent. That's why they're having to sort of restock the shelves, but – Yeah, like you said, this is just too many points. And, you know, (laughs) we've seen Central Mish pull off the upset at Stillwater Remember the untimed downs six years ago. And I think they could potentially do it again. It wouldn't shock me. I I think you could take the points. You could also sprinkle a couple bucks on Central Mish money line at plus 850 to plus 1050 anywhere you look.
0: How many times have we seen Oklahoma State in this spot and the game be 18-14 or something, you know, 22-16? It's like how many times you know do we have to do we have to fall for this? Twenty
1: eight, twenty four,
0: and Oklahoma State also lost their running back, their backup running back, and then now they have this the the guy who was a freshman last year. It was good,
1: you know. Yeah, but and the um, top receiver too.
0: Yeah, it's I I, I don't know. A lot of a lot a lot of points. Speaking of points, go to Rocky Top, Knoxville, Tennessee, where the Vols are taking on Ball State. Josh Heupel's got that Tennessee offense rolling like he did at UCF, seventh best in scoring in the in the country last season. Rocky Top, but <laughs> as is the case with a lot of high flying offense, Matador defense by the Vols, um, they really can only improve here. Ball State, um, a really a big step back last season. Uh, the expectations were certainly there that they were going to be a lot better than they were last season. So the cards get 35 and points. That's five touchdowns and a hook um, for those of you. Uh, <laughs> some quick math for, for those um, thinking about like, you know, laying the points here. I mean, that's the, that's the thing about football and college football. And I'll remind you of this all season. Um, that's five touchdowns. And, and a half a point on top of that. So basically six scores. So you have to figure out, in college football, obviously the, the games are a little bit longer, the clock stops in different scenarios than NFL does, but you have to come down to where basically, you know, 35 and a half, they have to score almost every time they touch the ball and get a defensive or special teams touchdown and stop ball state almost every single possession, you know, to just to be in that cover range. I mean, if you're laying 35 and a half, you're you're going to be sweating it out, man. You're going to lose some years off your life, win or lose. Um, I, especially the Josh Heupel defense. I don't know. What do you think here, Chris? This is like they were the offense is good in Tennessee, right? So that's where this comes yeah. from. What do you think?
1: Yeah, I think I honestly do think that this could be a spot where Tennessee blows the doors off of Ball State. I know you may be sweating laying thirty-five and a half, but. Hendon Hooker might be my favorite uh, quarterback in college football this season. He he had a career year last year. It's more for me about Ball State. They're starting a a quarterback here. I believe it's Josh Paddock who's making his debut on the road in a hostile SEC road environment. I know Ball State can put up some points, but this is just for me one of those rough spots where I think Tennessee, you know, they have like a 28-point quarter somewhere along the line. You know, and they're up by maybe thirty, thirty-five points. And then they just gotta get get over that hump. But I think they could. I like the over here as well. I think this is like I said, I, I wouldn't be surprised if Tennessee hung fifty plus on ball state here.
0: Yeah, I I could see the over in this game. I just think that sixty-six seems to oh, a little to the light light side. I could see um even if Tennessee rolls up the points, like you said, I could see ball state scoring a couple late touchdowns. I think ball state's gonna score at least fourteen points in this game. Minimum. Uh, I think Ball State's a lot better team than what we saw last year. And I think I think most people, um, most people will see that tonight. We go to our next game. I think Chris and I are maybe in slight disagreement on this Tennessee Ball State game. That's okay. We go to the next game. How about this one in West Lafayette? Actually, it was the first like real Chick-fil-A in the Midwest was in West Lafayette. Back when I lived in Chicago, we used to drive to my wife's uh, brother's house in Cincinnati and would stop in West Lafayette at the Chick-fil-A. And uh, nothing wrong with, with the Chick-fil-A sandwich. But Purdue, um, getting three and a half at home here, something looks fishy here. Chris. Um, James Franklin's done a nice job, obviously at Penn state. He was mentioned in the mix for that USC job. This guy won at Vandy, so he can, he can win anywhere, but outside of those first few seasons at Penn state, where he really was strong the last two seasons, he's 11 and 11. Um, Meanwhile, well, here we, here we have the returning quarterback again, you know, thing at Penn state, but this guy is terrible. I mean, terrible. He actually makes Slovis look, well, better than he is, but he's he's done. You know, he is not good. No bueno. Same offensive coordinator, so they get to work together again, which is not good news for backers. Um, meanwhile, you have one of the best quarterbacks in the country over at Purdue. Yet they're getting three and a half at home at night in a home opener. And inside. what? I, I don't know. What do you think here? This is just this something looks funny to me
1: yeah for me in this one if you can stomach and i don't
0: mean like haha ha, funny i mean like odd
1: yeah like if you can stomach sean clifford and laying points on the road with him as your quarterback be my guest i there's no way i'm touching penn state in this spot I, I like purdue i like aiden o'connell and i think penn state had some some offensive line issues last year i don't think they'll be able to protect sean clifford and i expect purdue to just be able to make the plays late to 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 get the win in this one i'm i'm not even worried about the points. I think Purdue can win this one outright. You could take the, the points for safety if you want in case this is one of those funky two point wins for Penn State that they kind of get late and you know you know a, a, what like a nineteen to seventeen kind of game. But uh, I like Purdue plus the points are like a money line. I also like the under in this one. I think it's just going to be an ugly black and blue Big Ten style football game in West Lafayette.
0: So here we are going through the college football schedule, and then this guy comes up and leaves this comment in YouTube. Who's got a few locks for college football? I mean, we're sitting here talking about college football. There's no such thing as a lock. I mean, is this a guy that really is is a viable part of our community? You know, or do we just blog? I mean, seriously, it's like, you know, what, it's like I, I don't know. Am I too sensitive here, or am I just I don't know? T- t- stop me, you know. I just I don't, I don't understand. understand. I I don't understand it. It's if like you're if you're looking to if you're looking for for comments. Uh, of you know of picks and stuff yeah we have people giving their opinion up and down and it's like I I don't even understand the the comment it's like I I don't know what what am I missing here do better do better giving false info I like that before we block him false info Chris
1: Well if you're looking for locks you can go to your local hardware store. I'm sure they have plenty plenty of their combination. Chris, Chris, you're giving false info. I I I I don't know what to do anymore. I won't be able to sleep.
0: It's false info, Chris. False info. I don't even know what that means, man. It's like false info you are giving false info. I don't want to block them. It's too at the entertainment value there. It's just there for me.
1: Oh no, I'm going to lose sleep cuz is going go somewhere else.
0: I'll go to another YouTuber. Go ahead, we know all of them. So,
1: <laughs> go ahead.
0: <laughs> Actually, yeah, go check them all out for us. Let let us know they have so we can fade them, <laughs> you know? It's like trust me. We know I know we I know all of those guys most of them personally. So um, yeah, go ahead. <laughs> I know all of them. I can tell you exactly what size bets they make, um, how often they actually win, all those things. I know them in real life. So go ahead, <laughs> knock yourself out. Um, anyways, that's funny. No, he's not gonna blame us. It whatever, man. Oh God, it's just it's just enough. Can't even have fun with it. What a jerk, anyways, we've got um who are we talking about penn state purdue i i I think that you know I did a video on this one and i it's tough to uh it's tough to really um get behind Penn state. It looks fishy, you know, and i don't like Penn state hasn't been good they have not been good i i don't i i must be missing something here. Purdue's quarterback could be the best, one of the best in the Big Ten. I know Stroud's the Heisman favorite, you know, from Ohio State. But um, how would he do on Purdue?
1: Yeah. I think a lot of people are making making a little bit of overblown uh, sentiment about Purdue losing their top receiver went to the NFL, but this is still a loaded team for Purdue. And Aiden O'Connell could make chicken salad out of chicken. You know what these. I mean, he's really good So I think uh, I think Purdue's got a shot here Like a real shot At winning this game The lock of death
0: <laughs> Oh man Anyways I don't know why I don't know why I let these people bother me I, It's cause I care You know And people are like Oh you shouldn't do it It's whatever I get called everything You're unprofessional You're whatever It's like, Don't care I really don't, (laughs) man. I don't care. We're going to another YouTube channel. That's my new favorite. (laughs) That's my new favorite. Chris, I'm going to another YouTube channel. You're going to another YouTube channel? I'm going to another YouTube channel. (laughs) Not if I do it first. Which channel would that you be? Fire, you, you
1: can't fire me. I quit.
0: <laughs> Rabbit season. Duck season. <laughs> oh, man.
1: By the way, can I just point this out? One of the comments, I think that we have a tagline for that Tennessee Ball State or Ball State game. Balls versus balls.
0: <laughs> nice.
1: I like it. I mean, it's like you got uh, between the hedges, you got the backyard brawl, you get T-shirt. Balls versus balls.
0: Definitely like West Virginia over Pitt. Anyways, Missouri against Louisiana Tech. Um, Eli Drinkwitz, top 20 recruiting class once again at Mizzou, two years in a row. When does it start? When is the payoff on this? He certainly has won before he got to Missouri. Louisiana Tech, um, I don't know. No bueno. Um, it's, we've seen Louisiana Tech in this spot against SEC teams early in the season, and normally you'd think they're going to be competitive with better teams than this. And they get run over by a truck. Um Drinkwitz has usually has pretty good defenses too. I don't I, I think this is one of those SEC versus um other teams that could I think Missouri's actually a, a better team than a lot of people think, you know, too. And Eli Drinkwitz is a way better coach than you know, than he's shown. Even though Missouri did make it to a bowl game last year and won. What do you think?
1: Yeah, I think I think looking, I'm looking at the over in this one. I think this is just going to be a bit of a shootout. I expect Missouri to get to 40, 40 plus here, flex and muscle offensively. But I also think Louisiana Tech could could put up a couple of scores on their own. Um, for me, this is just about uh, some Matador defense in the secondary. I think there's just going to be a lot of big plays in this one. And uh, yeah, look for this one to go well into the 60s, maybe even the 70s.
0: What was this? What do you think was the false info that we were spreading that? Isaac Silva said that we we were giving false info. I love that. (laughs) I'm vexed.
1: (laughs) I'm perplexed, yet vexed. Must must not have been able to find the the lucky charms that you were talking about yesterday.
0: They are magically delicious. (laughs) All right. I think it's safe to say Louisiana Tech is a dumpster fire. Speaking of dumpster fires, Minnesota taking on New Mexico State. Um, We talked a little bit about this one yesterday. Um, P.J. Fleck already saying how his nine-win season last year, he failed as a head coach. Um, (laughs) I, I don't even understand what this guy's talking about anymore. It's like you get a nine-win season at Minnesota. That's pretty good. And it's like even if you're a flexer, you're pro flex, you're anti flex. You're, you're sick of the guy, the row, of the boat. He gets on your nerves. It's too into the game. You know all those sort of things. This this whole I failed as a coach on a nine-win season is, is just absurd. Um, in a bit in a conference with Wisconsin, Ohio State, in, uh, you know Michigan, Penn State. It's like save it for somebody else. You know. <laughs> It's like, save it for someone else that believes you.
1: Are you playing the world's smallest violin form? Yeah,
0: seriously. Anyways, what do you think? How do you think Jerkface does in this one?
1: <laughs> this is tough because this is the, uh... This is the, like, sort of the, uh, the Jerry Kill Revenge game a little bit, so... Uh, What's know.
0: he getting I, revenge for though? He didn't,
1: he didn't, um, I, I don't, I don't mean like, like revenge revenge I think they, they, they want to win this one for their, for their coach against his former program. Sorry. I, should, I maybe shouldn't use the words revenge game, but, uh, I think New Mexico state wants to at least come out and put up a solid performance for their, for their coach against his former program. But, uh, I I just, it's hard to it's hard to get out from behind Minnesota here. I think this the, New Mexico State, they held Nevada down early on in that game, but I think that was more Nevada shooting themselves in the foot. I don't know if Minnesota's going to afford them the uh, the same opportunities in this one. I might just take Minnesota in the first half, um, have Minnesota come out flying, you know, take care of business in the first half before really start calling off the dogs and putting in the backups a little bit later. Um uh this is my least favorite of, of the uh, the the FBS games on the board today though. Uh I'll lean towards Minnesota first half.
0: I'm going to take New Me- I'm going to take New Mexico State here. They have a game in hand. They played last week. I think when you have that game in hand, you kind of at least um have the chance fleck super close to the vest at all times and you know, they went back to a more conservative offense and they're going to play that conservative offense and it's like he's just a little too close to the vest. He kind of He's kind of the type of coach that up by 24 with six minutes left, he's kind of working the clock type guy, right? He's not thinking about getting the other guys in or whatever. He's kind of still like frantically pacing the sidelines, like working the clock and arguing, you know, ticky tack little things and yelling, coaching up players. You know, it's like super annoying. I mean, he's a good coach. He wins games. He's won everywhere he's been. He did fail as a coach last season. Just ask him. (laughs) But, um, yeah, I got to go with New Mexico State. Jerry Kill is is a good guy. He's one of the good guys. Anyways, Chris, what are you selling today?
1: Oh, for me today, I got my $15 pickoff play from Major League Baseball. Hit four of our last five, hit back-to-back yesterday. The Cardinals made us sweat it out a little bit, but we still got there. And uh, I like my play today as well. I also have a uh, Thursday throwdown college football three-pack. For forty bucks, pick dogs premium, but also get some in the long term because I also have a, a fifth play in uh, in the mix for our college football today that I like as well. Just didn't make the cut for the other uh, top three package, but uh, still premium play for me there as well. So check that out, pick dogs premium.
0: Fifth play sounds like the Rufalo drinking game. <laughs> fifth drinking play.
1: game? It's a fifth game? <laughs> it's a fifth play. Playing. It's a fifth. So you take three shots every time somebody takes a Rufalo. Pretty much.
0: Anyways, we've got um I have um I have my $15 big play. You want to use the discount code is now WIN15. W I N 1 5. We've used that one in the past. It worked it it worked then, so it will work again. Um WIN15 to get 15% off all of your uh purchases at pick dogs, premium sports premium. So if you're buying one of our $15 plays makes it $12 and 75 cents. And of course we have that credit guarantee on all daily packages. So not on the, not the long-term packages are discounted, but the daily packages, we have a credit guarantee that if you don't turn a profit, you receive a credit, um, you know, so that's um, that's how it is. Incognito. The decision to change bankroll percentages. I so I have my fifteen dollars big play. I have a th- I have three college football picks, and then I took one of those college football picks and extracted it as well from the pack, so it you can buy it individually for twenty bucks. Incognito. decision to change the bankroll percentages depends on the individual. You can change percentages when you bankroll increase or keep the same pull out leftovers. Leftovers, Chris. Chris, leftovers. He's pulling don't, out the leftovers. Don't threaten me with a good, good plate of leftovers, I'll <laughs> tell you like, right now. I love leftovers. <laughs> like, <laughs> You'll never see
1: your hand again if you try to take away leftovers from <laughs> me. I'll tell you. How what
0: are the best Chinese foods? The best leftovers. Pizza. Yeah, a cold pe- pizza. Cold pizza, depending on what kind it is. I don't like the pizza that's too doughy. You know, on the leftover, I like if it's nice and thin and crispy to begin with. But I think Chinese food, fried rice is exceptional leftover. Um, Anything, anything like with the garlic in it that has that extra day. It's kind of like spaghetti sauce after it sits in the fridge overnight. I love leftovers. And yes, I will
1: be withdrawing those from the fridge directly. Yeah, pizza, pizza, and Chinese food. I don't mind that the, the pizza's a little bit doughy because it's got that little bit of chew to it. I'm good with that. But I l- so. I
0: love that though. The uh, the leftovers in the bankroll.
1: <laughs> what is that? What's a,
0: <laughs> we should have agni? We should have uh, incognito on the show and explain to us what
1: leftovers in the bankroll look like. Like, you, just see, you just see like a, you see a crumb left over here and there and like a little little hunk of bread left.
0: He, well, he says example, you have a ten thousand dollar bankroll um, after a week, so you pull out the fifteen hundred and leave the ten k in the bankroll. Yeah. You take out the 1500, you put it on you put it on the over in the Ball State Tennessee game. what <laughs> so you do with it? There. It's like what am I going to do with it? What am I going to do with the money? That's I think I think that's the coaching that we need for our for our audience. It's like we take our money and we bet it, right? It's like what are you going to do with your extra money? Well, oh, I'll put a dime on the Yankees. It's like I have no idea. It's like that's what we do with our extra, extra that's what we do with our extra money is we bet it on another game. I think that's the, that's, I understand the logic. Oh, I fully understand the the logic and the idea of it, but with our audience and me, you know, included as part of our community, um, our extra money we, we put on the game. That's, that's what we do. Yeah. Yeah. Parlay. I also, I also have, um, mega millions tickets, scratch tickets. Um, I do, um, yeah. Mega millions, Powerball. I do. Um, Yeah, pretty much. You name it. Or you know what I'll also do is like I'll throw in instead of just betting like the the regular, the dog, I'll throw in like a reverse run line and then I'll do like an extended reverse run line. So like I'll take the 1500 and I'll put like, you know, a dime of it on the on like on the dog. Right. And then I'll take like 200 and put on the reverse run line and then like, you know, a hundred on the on fifty on the other alternate run line and then a fifty dollar in game parlay, you know, same game parlay or fifty dollar parlay of, you know, a few other reverse run lines. There it is. It didn't take us even it took me I mean really very little thought to uh to use that extra money. Oh man. Isn't the point of betting to make more money? So just the way you making money are just continuously betting money and are actually making income. Yes. That's exactly what we're doing. We're just, we're just, I'm continuously betting money. How about you, Chris? 100%. Yeah. I
1: mean, I, somehow
0: everything else gets paid for around
1: here, right? It's like, it's like, it's like a dryer. The tumbler just keeps going. It's just, there's never really a, a solid number until there's no more action on the board.
0: I could say, um, I could say that in my betting career, I've easily made over $10 million easily and more than that way more than that and you know i i just don't have this like separate place you know for the money it's it's like it's commingled funds you know so it's like (laughs) it's like 220 for the electric bill 420 (laughs) dollars. <laughs> on the Padres, you know, it's like I, I know, it's like, it's like my wife going down the bill, she's like she's like, alright, I'm writing a check to the electric company, whatever, and I'm like while you're there, can, can, can you put a, can you put 1100 on on the Rangers for me? It's like you're
1: sitting, like you're sitting there She's like, is it's that, like that
0: Texas Rangers or New York
1: Rangers hockey? Yeah. You're sitting there and you're writing the numbers side by side she's like, okay, it's a $250 electric bill and you're like that's going on the A's 400 to the water company that's going to the brewers
0: <laughs> oh man I, I i would say so incognito has his and i agree that so there's two different approaches to it okay there's two different approaches to it but i always say i always take the um when do when do i make money from gambling well I don't know, Chris, when do I make money? From, have you ever, Chris has seen me in Vegas. So when do I make money from gambling? Chris, <laughs>
1: the, 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 if you have, if you have a pie chart, <laughs> the, the smaller segment is when he doesn't.
0: Yeah. It's like, people are like, Oh, and then, you know, it's like you, you have like people that are not into betting and, are, you know, you're just, you know, neighbors and friends and they say, Oh, and then you get to write off your losses. It's like, well, it doesn't really work that way. Does it? It's like, Oh man. So, um, someone asked how much of it is off of the company and how much is it off of gambling? I would say the bulk off of gambling, the company, a lot of it just kind of pays for itself. And it's almost like, you know, um, paying the people that work here and doing all that stuff and whatever float. So, I'd say, I'd say my, my big, you know, I never like with the company have like that $50,000 day. Like I do betting, you know, it just doesn't happen and and that's where you to me so inc- incognito and i understand this this methodology is this slow boring and you know method and it's definitely a way that the books can eat you alive because the vig will get you over the long term if you slow play it but the thing is is that i make big bets and i play to win I never play to not lose. I never take... You never. People never hear me say, oh, this is the safer bet or the more concerned, right? You never hear those words out of my mouth. I'm always super aggressive looking for maximum payout. If you talk to the professional bettors, like the people that are like me, that are professional bettors, that bet at the sports books like that, they're maximizing payout on every single bet. It's like they're not taking the lower odds payout they're taking the maximum payout so for me like a, my, a plus 275 dog you know that's like an ideal situation for me you know it's like if I lose I lose one unit if I win I win three to four bets so there's your bankroll builder because I have th- four bets now whatever the case may be if I'm saying betting 3,000 a game You know, so it's like, it's rare that I buy points. It's once in a blue moon, you know, I will buy buy points once in a blue. Usually if I'm buying points, it's on a game on a day where there's not a lot of games. And, um, you know, I feel obligated to give out a pick and I'm going to buy bet it anyway. That's rarely one of the only times where I'm going to be buying points and doing anything like that. Most of the time I'm just going to be super aggressive and picking a side and saying if I need an extra half point with this team or an extra point with this team, I'd rather be on the other side and not have to give away that, my payout. Because ultimately, you know, ultimately if you play the long game and you play by the book's rules, you know, with this conservative, you know, the juice will eat you alive. It's the nature of the beast. So money line dogs is how you make money. Yeah, in blackjack, I'm cold-blooded, man. That's what they say. Sit down. I play it. I press, 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 press. When I win, when I lose, I go back to my original bet and then start press, 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 press. And then I, I go through a couple times through the cards. If I have enough chips there, cash out, walk. Because the, the longer you sit there, the, the better chance you're going to give that all back. Is that only in baseball or the underdogs in in football and basketball, you take the points in those spots, but believe me, if there's a spot to take the, um, to take it, um, you know, I tell this story all the time, um, on this show and, you know, where I started in Vegas, where I never went to the ATM. So all I had was $300 in my pocket and I made a bet for 150 bucks and I turned it into 30 over $30,000. You know, and it's it it's from being aggressive. Every one of those bets was was money line dogs. I mean, every single one of them. But it can happen. You can't do that. You can't take one hundred fifty dollars and turn it into thirty five thousand dollars in a week, or in a couple of days, or in a few games. Um, that way, you know, it can't be done. What is this? Yeah, I mean you look at um you know I'm I'm looking at tickets, you know, at my tickets. This is March Madness, you know. Here's March Madness. This is what we were betting, you know, plus four hundred Richmond money line, you know. It was a happy day. That's how you get it done. I think bankroll management is important and I understand this, but most of those people that are giving out the advice about like how much to bet and all that stuff, they're not making money doing this. They're not making money betting. They are not. Um, I say, show me your house and show me your watch. That's what I got to say to that. You know, it's like, that's how you know how people are doing, not by, you know, what they sit here. I mean, you see these guys with these fake backgrounds stuff on their on their thing. It's like trust me, those guys aren't not making anything. I'm trying to find some tickets on here. I'm not a big ticket shower, you know. But I have some massive underdog tickets here. Moneyline. Anyways. Let's get to Major League baseball. Well, I'll find I'll find this. I know I've done it before on here. Chris, were you on the show when I showed my Joe Burrow ticket?
1: I don't think
0: so. Yeah, I think you were. Was Joe I? Burrow to win the Heisman. Remember that ticket? Oh, <laughs> maybe. <Yeah, yeah>, yeah. <laughs> it was like what was he like plus a thousand or something?
1: Wasn't it more than that? Yeah, it was, it was plus like rate. plus like five thousand.
0: <laughs> it was like Joe yeah, Burrow to I win the it Heisman. Was three. I
1: thought it was at least three, but yeah, I
0: could be wrong. It was like plus three thousand. I showed it on the show.
1: Thirty-three hundred, maybe. Yeah, it was that plus thirty-three hundred or
0: something. Joe Burrow to win the Heisman. People were like,
1: "You're crazy." Who's he?
0: Yeah. Anyways, I think um, in general that a lot of the other sites and stuff and a lot of the people I know in this industry, they don't like to bet with me um, at the the books and stuff because I'm super aggressive and it it scares them. I know that.
1: I personally enjoy it.
0: Yeah, I mean, some people enjoy it, some people (laughs) don't like it. I know that. Some people, I know, it scares people. It makes it takes them outside of their comfort zone, because they'd rather bet ten seat, ten cent, round robin parlays. Yep. Yeah. All right, let's get into it. Let's get to baseball. We could talk about this stuff all day. <laughs> it all depends, you know. It it like like what you say. And so. <clears throat> Obviously, different people are in different places, and when I first started and I was a twenty dollar better, you know, or I was like would go to the dog track with twenty bucks, I'm in a lot different place than I am now, you know, where it's like I know if i if I have a bad day at the office i have i I have years of bankroll, you know, and then some always bet what you can afford to lose, you know, always. That's really the secret, and if you if you have a really good feeling, you really feel strongly about it, don't be afraid to take a shot, man. Don't be afraid to take a shot. It's like that's you got to take that shot. Oh, I only can do five percent of my bankroll. Shit, trust me, it's possible to bet more than that. I do it all the time. Detroit Tigers are playing the Mariners, Chris. Eduardo Rodriguez against Logan Gilbert. This is um, this is this when we get this is when we start leaving the fun segment of the show.
1: (laughs) Uh, Well, I will. I I look at this one. I I immediately go to the under seven and a half. I just think that you know Logan Gilbert. He's been one of the most consistent arms for the uh, the Mariners this season across the board, and pitches he does pitch better on the road. He's given up uh, two, run, two run runs in each of his last two starts. I think he can keep the, uh, the Tigers in check. Still have the worst offense in baseball. And uh, Eduardo Rodriguez has looked good since rejoining the uh, the uh, the Tigers rotation. 2-0, allowed one run over 11 innings. I think this is a low score in battle, so give me the under 7.5.
0: I think I'm gonna go with the Tigers in this one. I don't know. I had them yesterday, they did not do me right, but um, ah, it's so tough, right? It's just a tough one. I don't know. It's like Rodriguez is good, but he's not great. And Gilbert, yeah, he's fully capable of um fully capable of um you know, imploding at any time. Ugh. I don't know. The, t- the Mariners have definitely played better than the Tigers. I'm going to go with the Mariners here. I'm not betting this thing. No chance. White Sox against the Royals. First ballot Hall of Famer Johnny Cueto on the mound up against Daniel Mengden. Not Mengden. <laughs>
1: uh, I, think, uh, I think this is a prime spot. to If you're going to back first ballot Hall of Famer Johnny Cueto, I think this is it. I think you know, Daniel Mengden has... Uh, He's pitched decent in a relief uh, relief small sample size this season, but the reality is it's still Daniel Langdon. Far cry from the pitch that we saw do really well in Oakland, and Johnny Cueto, you know, he had a rough start last time out, but for the most part, he's been pitching really well lately, and I think this is a great spot for, for Cueto to lead the other uh, White Sox to win. The White Sox need another victory here, and maybe, you know, Tony Larusa not being on the bench anymore will help this team uh, actually focus up and get some wins down the stretch, so... Give me uh give me give me the White
0: Sox on the run line here. Yeah, I'm with you on the White Sox with Tony La Russa, not on the bench. I think the White Sox are just a better team and they're starting to see their potential of what could have been without La Russa this season. Taking the Chicago White Sox. We go to Washington where the Nationals broke my heart yesterday. I had the A's in that one. The A's had the bases loaded in the bottom in the top of the ninth with two outs losing five to one chance to tie it up and didn't happen but they come here they got palo espino against ken waldichuk
1: yeah for you know so i i like the a's in this one i i like ken waldichuk i looked at his minor league numbers you know he's been pitching around to three era in the minors this season did uh did really well in double a and i think you know At times this season, the Nationals have looked like a minor league team, and that's to to put it nicely. Paulo Espino just really can't get any luck on his side. You know, 0-3 in his last seven starts, a 5.73 ERA. Usually a four-to-five inning guy, and he's doing a fair bit of damage in those four-to-five innings, and we all know the A's tend to play better on the road as it is. So give me the Oakland A's on the money line, get the bounce back, winning this one.
0: So, Chris, how how do you decide how much to bet on a game? So, obviously, like, we're in different, you know, Whatever you know, places in our life, I'm much older than you. And, you know, I've been doing this a lot longer than you. And I, you know, I've been, you know, probably at this point in my life, like as would be normal, I probably have a little bit, I'm pretty more, a little less risk averse than you are. You know, it's like, I can take risks, you know, at this point, it's not going to affect my life. How do you decide how much to bet on a game? And, um, if i've given you the money out of my winnings does that change the thought process
1: (laughs) no it does not i bet it all the same whether or regardless of whose money it is but uh no it's just it's just sort of like you like you mentioned just betting what you can afford betting what's in sort of in your bankroll and uh you know just sort of how you feel on a strong play i know you've mentioned you know sometimes when you look at like a college basketball or a college football card go through the games once you pick your games, you you mark them off. Then you go through the games that you marked off again. Which ones do you like more than the others? And that's kind of how I do it. Whether it's baseball, basketball, hockey, whatever. Take some time to sit down and, and look. And the ones that I like more, maybe you have an extra couple uh, couple bucks on. But other than that, it's uh it's sort of just sort of picking your spots and and weighting it based on how much you like the spots.
0: Like you know when I had that big that big run from when I turned the hundred fifty thousand thirty five thousand. It was Miami versus Notre Dame on the money line. I had, you know, 15, 16, 17,000 on the game. Um, if I would have done just 5% of my bankroll, knowing what I knew about the game and, um, you know, winning just 5% of my bankroll, I mean, the impact of something like that to the negative side um, far outweighs the risk of, you know, what I really felt was, you know, and I've been doing this a long time. And, you know, it. I might have, like, a lot of guys always have a play of the year. You know, they always have a play of the month. They always have this. I rarely have that. When I have a play of the year or a seven-star play or an eight-star play, it is, you know, one a year, you know, or one every three years. And I just don't think you see those games all that often, you know, where you just are just like, whoa, you know, this is just way off. And, you know, I think that the opportunity cost there is just as expensive as the beating that you could take on, on your, you know, from losing the money, you know, the opportunity cost. I don't know. I struggle with it. I like to make big bets.
1: I enjoy it. Do you like big bets and you cannot lie?
0: Well, I just enjoy it. I like it. Some people are like, I can't handle it, you know. It's like I can handle it. I love it. I love cashing that ticket. I like having the paper ticket going to the window. A separate window, you know, you got to go to. (laughs) (laughs) The worst feeling, I'm
1: going to digress quickly. The worst feeling for me was when I was at the MGM and I was standing in line trying to get a game with five minutes to go. And I stand, I'm like two people from the front and I realized I was standing in the $10,000 line and I'm like, shit. So I had to run over and the other line was twice as long. I got it in with like 30 seconds before tip off, but man, worst feeling for me. It's like, I should be here.
0: Anyways. Go to our next set of games here. We got the Mets against the Dodgers. This is kind of the feature game. Clayton Kershaw back on the hill up against Chris Bassett. The Mets getting one win yesterday, chance to even the series up here. What do you think?
1: Yeah, this is another another under I like that. Uh, you know, you, you see these two lineups. You know, obviously you know power, power, power. But I think this is going to be a bit of a playoff type game. You know, Clayton Kershaw in his career. Uh, 10 and 0 with an ERA just over two against the Mets, but this is the best version the Mets the Hill have faced. I don't think the Dodgers are going to give him too much uh, too much wiggle room to uh, to make an error here. I could see this being the first of three wins. Chris Bass, it's been really good. His last seven starts at 2.33 ERA. I think this is just going to be a low scoring battle. I'm going to go with the the under in this one, lean towards the Mets as well for the plus money.
0: Yeah, I think um, for me, I like I like the nerfy in this one. I could see it, but I don't I don't I don't think Kershaw is going to last long here. Don't I think we're going to be in the Dodgers' pen in this one? Go to our next game. Got Shane Bieber up against Kyle Bradish. The Guardians kind of showing kind of what we talked about yesterday. They're a little bit better team here than the uh, than the Orioles. What do you think?
1: Yeah, I think this this might the the Orioles. You know, they're on a nice run. They're still in the wild card race, but they're not going to win every game. And as well as Kyle Bradish has pitched to sort of. Uh, fix the, you know, a lot of the mistakes that he made early on in the season. I think he's just up against it here against Shane Bieber. I think uh, I think Bieber's going to come out, deal another solid outing, and I just see the Mariners being able to. Or sorry, the Abs. She's the the Guardians being able to do enough to uh, to get Bieber the win here. Maybe a four to one, four to two kind of game here. But either way, I like the uh, the Guardians in this one.
0: Um I'm I like the Guardians here with Bieber. I don't like the odds, so probably not something I'm rushing to the window to bet because I don't think the run line is a good play here. So I'm kind of just, you know, kind of going through the motions on this one. Um I think, you know, Bieber's obviously Bieber, the Guardians late in the season tough to go against. Speaking about tough to go against, we got the Red Sox and the Rangers. The Rangers have been hideous against the american league east and i mean they don't just lose they have been blown out seven times in a row by american league east teams um rich hill actually looked really good last time he beat the crap out of me i was on the other side (laughs) i was on the business end of the last time he pitched so um i'm less than anxious to try and take a shot at taking him down what do you think of this one chris
1: Yeah, this was another one I had some issues with. But for me, I'm still going to stick with the Texas Rangers here. Now, they've had issues against the AL East, but I'm not trying to lay minus 160 with Rich Hill. He had one of his best starts of the season last time. I think it was seven shutout innings against the Rays. But the majority of the season, Rich Hill's been a five-inning guy, and in those five innings, he tends to do a lot of damage and sort of put the Red Sox behind the eight ball. This is still a uh, a Red Sox team that, you know, is only 31 and uh, uh, 34 at home. And as bad as the Rangers have been, thirty and thirty-three on the road, they're only a game behind how the Red Sox are playing at home on the road. So, I think the uh, the Rangers with Glenn Otto pitching, I think that's where the value is And this one. I'll take a shot with the Rangers in the plus money here.
0: Yeah, I'm going to go with the Red Sox in this one. I, I the Rangers just bad mojo here against the uh, against the American League East. I just can't, don't see it happening here. I think you know Rich Hill is hit or miss. I think. It's probably hit here. I'll take the uh, I'll take the Red Sox. We go to the Braves taking on the Rockies, and the Rockies, kings of the run line cover at Atlanta. Was it thirteen in a row? Now they've covered at Atlanta on the run line. I mean, yesterday it was like God's plan for them to cover that run line. They managed to do it. Chad Cool plus three twenty. Strider minus four oh five. Chris. <laughs>
1: <laughs> i i i uh I, I have no words um might as well go with the rockies run line one more time why not <laughs> it's now 13 or 14 in a row and spencer strider you know, he's given up one run in each of his last three starts but you know he is capable of giving up you know uh spotty here and there, and I just think that that that's going to be where the value is. Maybe it's nothing more than betting on the Rockies run line and trying to ride that streak. My least favorite game on the board, without a doubt, especially because of that line and Chad Cool on the other side, but uh, I'll I'll still lean towards the Rockies on the the plus one and a half here.
0: Yeah, I'm going to take the Rockies on the run line, too. It's just... I think I, I think the Braves should win. I think they should win by a lot, but they just haven't been able to do it. And sometimes, well, you got to just go with it. You're getting plus money here with, with runs. There's usually not a horrible thing to uh, take a shot on. Once again, um, you know, with these later start games, I'll be watching college football at this time. So, um, you know, just being honest about it. I think, you know, it'll be like on NFL Sundays and college football Saturdays. I mean, we'll still cover baseball. But generally, we switch to football a football focus. But, um, you know, we'll, we'll figure it out. We always do. We got the Diamondbacks taking on the Brewers. And the Diamondbacks have been up and down, but mostly up. Um, you know, when you look at the National League overall, and, you know, the, I'm not saying the Diamondbacks are going to make the postseason, but they're really right behind the Milwaukee Brewers in the standings if you look at the National League top to bottom, all of the teams. So they're, they're six behind the Brewers, and... You know, that's how much they've moved up. Last year they were at the bottom of the barrel, remember? So I think the Diamondbacks have done a nice job. Obviously last night, you know, they're not going to be perfect. Um, but it all counts as one. I mean, they do they have the ability to do that back to anyone. And you got Woodruff on the road against Merrill Kelly. I don't I don't see how you go against the Diamondbacks here personally, but um, I'm sure people will find an argument as to a reason why. I like the D-backs here. I think they shut them down because I think Milwaukee's had a lot of chances like this, and they haven't taken advantage of it. They're 500 on the road.
1: Yeah, I think I definitely it is an option. I'm, I may just take the, uh, the safer route here, lay a bit of juice, and take the D-backs plus one and a half. I think it's still around plus, minus 150, but i think if the if the brewers are going to win this game it's going to be a one run game it's going to be a hard fought game it's going to be like a three to two type of game merrill kelly not going to give up anything easy to the brewers here and like i said brandon woodruff has been one of their better arms and this is a sort of a, a must-win start with for uh milwaukee now that we're into september but uh yeah yeah I, i'd split it maybe between the uh the diamondbacks money line and plus one and a half i think that's a great way to go in on this one i'd
0: I'd go the other way. I'd go diamondbacks and the minus one and a half. Anyways, uh, we get to everyone's favorite segment of the show, except for Al McMorty. And that would be the um, parlay section. And those of you that watch our weekend show, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Al is always like, I don't really want to do a parlay today. But we'll do. And he doesn't talk like that. I don't know why I did the voice there, but that, um, we'll go to the parlays. Chris, uh, cross sport parlay, major league baseball parlay, college football parlay. You got a lot of options here and we'll be having more and more as time goes on. What do you think?
1: I'll go, I'll go cross sport today. I'll go with the Arizona diamondbacks plus one and a half. I'll go with Purdue plus the points and West Virginia plus the points.
0: I'm going to go West Virginia money line. I'm going to put that with the Boston red Sox. And then go with Shane Baby, Baby, Baby Bieber on the money line at minus 190. Yeah, something just flowed right out of my mouth. Thanks everyone for joining us. Make it a winning day. We appreciate each and every one of you. Chris and I are going to figure out a college football show we're going to do. We're going to have an NFL show on our program. Um, Jay Briggs and Al McMorty will be doing that show, and um, we'll probably have other guests and things that might go in with them. But I think for the most part, it's going to be just those two guys kind of taking the hammer on it. But for college football, Chris and I will do something. Maybe we'll we'll have a bunch of guests on that too. But we'll at least have something where we go over all the games. And we'll probably hopefully do that this afternoon. Anyways, thanks, everyone, for joining us. Make it a winning day. We appreciate each and every one of you.